On today's show, we got ourselves a trade. A trade happened in the NBA, and there's not much more that Isaac and I love than when a trade goes down. Coming up next, we'll figure out what accent Nick just used. <laughs> and we'll try to get Isaac some sleep after watching Luca and Slovenia last night. On today's Lockdown Mavs. I'm Luka Doncic, and this is Lockdown Mavericks Podcast. Touching your toes. They touch each other's toes. And welcome. You are locked on to the Dallas Mavericks. My name is Nick Engstead, media member and coordinator for the Lockdown Podcast Network. And joining me, as always, my co-host, contributor at Mavs.com. Ooh, the feeling it fiend, the one more thinking. What you got for it, Isaac Harris? These are the two best weeks in, in, in the NBA. Um, especially when your team's out, like I would say, besides the Bucks, like these are the best two weeks of the NBA season, especially for content, people in media like us. Until your team does something really stupid. Very true. And then you're <laughs> the laughing happen. stock of everyone. <laughs> Which but can happen. There's nothing like, there's nothing like the adrenaline of a all caps breaking Woj notification to your phone. The because bomb. it has the ability, no matter what you're doing, you you have to read the tweet. And I'm like on my watch. I, I, I was like walking, stop. It's like, is anyone watching me? I'm just like, ooh, ooh, like seeing what it is. It's kind of scary when you think about it from like a bird's eye view of how locked in we are to Woj. But Woj bombs are unlike anything other. It's a necessary evil, for sure. If it is one, it's a, ne it's a necessary one. So, yeah, on today's show, we're going to get into the trade. Memphis and New Orleans made a trade and a deal with a couple of picks, a couple of players, basically everything you can do in a trade, and it has some Mavericks implications. So we're going to talk about that, some division stuff, but also uh, some free agent stuff as well. There's a lot of stuff in there, and it's packed in there. Then we're going to go around the horn. Lots of random rumors that happen. We'll, just, we'll decipher if those are real or if they're fake, because right now, it is peak time for, I'm a person on Twitter, I'm going to say sources say, and then say a thing and see if I can get some traction on Twitter. So You can get away with it right now. We should do this. We should do this. We should just, yeah. Do you want to tweet out right now the I eyes did, emoji? I did one during the Slovenia game. Sources tell me that Luca's tech in the Olympic game does not affect his, his technical count in the NBA season. <laughs> We do need some kind of counter, though. But, uh, by the way, go watch our Locked On NBA live show on the night of the draft. There will be a live show in studio at WFAA, hosted by the great John Corrales with Chad Ford. This is the only place Chad Ford will be live on the draft. Honestly, I'm very biased with this. But I think this is going to be, like, after ESPN, who, like, actually has the rights to the draft and is is producing it like i think this is the second best live draft show that's going to be out there that exists so if you don't want to watch espn which i know a lot of you don't you're like i'm sick and tired of hearing you know all these guys and the pundits and kendrick perkins face get him off my screen this is this this is, is the perk on draft coverage he's on everything they put him on everything uh, that let i mean that should make you turn into the locked on show more than anything Chad Ford, Rafael Barlow, he's great. Absolutely. Go subscribe to Locked on NBA on YouTube. Watch our live coverage July 29th at 6 p.m. Central Time. All right, Isaac Harris, let's get into the trade. I want, so, I want to point out on that real quick. Live from the WF, 
live from the WFAA studio in Dallas, Texas. They'll be here. Chad Ford, I think, flew in. John Corral's flying in tomorrow. He left yeah. Hawaii for this. <laughs> he left Hawaii to come to 100 degrees hot as hell Texas for this. It's uh, hot, man. Hell's it, pretty hot. That's why we're we're wearing sweatshirts right now. <laughs> uh, all right. The trade. The New Orleans Pelicans receive Jonas Valanciunas, the 17th pick, and the 51st pick, so a late second. The Memphis Grizzlies get Steven Adams, Eric Bledsoe, the 10th pick, the 40th pick, and a 2022 protected LA first that I think was top 10 protected, I think they said. Uh, what was your initial reaction to this trade when you saw the Woj bomb go off? My initial reaction was, what the crap? New Orleans got off both the contracts? <laughs> like, how did they, you know, I think we've all been reading the same thing with New Orleans is saying they have a lot of pressure right now. They want to do all they can to uh, get Zion just to taste the playoffs. Let's get him into the playoffs. And the big thing for them is they, know what it tastes like. They, they don't they don't have any cap flexibility, you know, especially with Lonzo hitting restricted free agency. So how could they clear up space? We've been everybody's been reading the same thing about Bledsoe. They're going to try to you know ship him off. What do they have to attach to Bledsoe? But I mean, <laughs> they got they got rid of both of those. Like they have a treasure chest of draft picks. They give up a, a Lakers pick that's going to be the late twenties in that draft. To basically like shed the contracts of Adams and Bledsoe, and you move back seven spots. Like I get it's a tenth pick, but like I don't know. I I just I walked away from that saying that New Orleans won that deal. Yeah, that was was really interesting. Although I'm gonna push back a little bit because these guys' contracts, the Stephen Adams and the Eric Bledsoe, are not like that awful. No, uh, it's no. not like they're multiple multiple years. Stephen Adams, if you're looking on here, if you're watching on YouTube. $17.1 million for this upcoming season, $17.9 million guaranteed for the season after that. So he's a two-year, you know, $17 million each kind of deal. Eric Bledsoe, $18.1 million for this upcoming season, and then a partially guaranteed deal, which I think is like something like 4 or $5 million or something next season, next, next season. So yeah. it's not like these guys had really long-term deals and all that. What kind of is surprising to me is that, Grizzlies really wanted like Jonas was really good. I think he's he was yeah. definitely better than he's, Steven Adams last year. Yes, he, he can was shoot great threes. for them. He can shoot the three. He's an incredible rebounder, like all that stuff. He was great for their culture. I feel like and everything. Uh, Mavericks played him several times, and he was really it was really tough for him. But they wanted to get up to that tenth pick for something, and maybe they package that protected first from the Lakers and something else, and try to get higher than tenth. There's somebody they're trying to go up and get, uh, whether it's Book Knight or somebody. It seems mm -hmm. like they're really zeroing in on somebody. Well, well, Gavone and them, you know, they said originally when the that trade initially went down, it was like, hey, they're, they're targeting, or a lot of people are saying they're interested in Josh Giddy. Um, I guess they're higher on Giddy than I am uh, to do that, to move up, to get Giddy. I mean, I, I guess, sure. I mean, his playmaking at his size is impressive. How but... would you like a worse Ben Simmons? <laughs> no, it's just, <laughs> I don't, here's what I think. I don't think they like, I don't think one side fleece the other. I'm saying if I have no. to pick a side, I'm picking New Orleans wins this deal. It's, another thing too is like Memphis, they were just in the play-in, right? Like they just made the playoffs the year before. Didn't they make the playoffs the year before that? As the eighth seed, or I could be wrong on that. They made the playoffs this year. Oh yeah, it was this year. Yeah, yeah. they, they made, made the playoffs play this year. It seems you know, like the play-in tournament. Everybody just gets in, so I, you know, I get confused. Seems like a year ago, but no, they played the Jazz in the first round this year. Remember, they won a game. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, it, so for me, this is like a step back, in my opinion, for Memphis. And 
I just I always get hesitant whenever teams like that that's tasted the playoffs that have a young star and you make a move to kind of take a step backwards because I now it could be completely different. Like Eric Bledsoe could step in and look a like rejuvenated player and he actually plays <laughs> solid minutes. What actually it looks like Vernon said I was gonna say there's already rumors that he's not gonna be there anymore. He don't want to be there either. <laughs> he's still send that tweet out too. But it's like Valanchunas is better than Adams right now. Yeah. We've seen all the culture stuff. So like you basically swap them out. You lose whatever, you know, cap space stuff. It looks like they're going to have to decline, you know, Winslow's option, which however you feel about that. And then they, you know, it's so I don't know. It is just kind of a strange move, but let's just see, let's see what they do with Bledsoe because this is one of those deals that can't be like officially made official until the new, I almost said new school year. It's time to go to bed. (laughs) until the new Isaac still feeling it after watching like staying up late to watch Slovenia and Luka Doncic by the way shout out to everybody that watched our video shout out to all the Slovenians that have watched our video yesterday Uh, it's all it's probably by the time you're watching this video our number one video that we've ever done on our YouTube channel I haven't even clicked Uh, on it yeah there was like 16,000 views or something like that to that video so (laughs) shout out to everybody that listened to that that uh, gave us some love for that but yeah I know Isaac and a lot of you out there are feeling it after staying up real late to watch that game uh this is what european mffls feel like all throughout the season (laughs) yes um so but anyway you know it's i think one of the other bigger things and maybe coming up after a break let's talk about how the mavericks could be impacted by this deal because that was a huge takeaway that i found coming out of it too Absolutely. So before we do that, we got to tell you about rockauto.com. There's so many other options that you have right now. Options for everything. There's options for where to get a car, where to buy a car, where to to get your car serviced, all the different options. But we want to limit your options in some places. You want to limit your options to the best one, the best option for you. And that is rockauto.com for your auto parts. Go there, save time, save money when using rockauto.com. Why would you want to spend 30, 50, 100% more for the same parts that you could get at a chain store or a car dealership? You can just get them at rockauto.com, get it delivered right to your door. They have everything that you could possibly need. Go explore their easy-to-use website today and find the solutions for your auto part needs. Go to rockauto.com right now. See all the parts available for your car or truck. Right, locked on in there. How did you hear about us, Box? And they know that we sent you amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. RockAuto.com. All right, Isaac Harris, let's get into the rest of this trade. So it's the Pelicans and the Grizzlies. And if you need a, re- a refresher of it, the Pelicans are getting Jonas Valanciunas, the 17th pick and the 51st pick in this draft. So they move down from 10 to 17, and then they get that second-round pick. The Grizzlies get Steven Adams, Eric Bledsoe. They move up from 17 to 10 and get the 40th pick. And in the 2022 protected Lakers first from the Pelicans, which is from that Anthony Davis deal. Uh, there's so many different avenues you could take to this. Go listen to Lockdown Grizzlies, Lockdown Pelicans. Lockdown Pelicans had an episode out within like a couple of minutes of the trade. It was pretty wild to see him get that off. But uh, for the Pelicans, they also open up this max. They they open up a bunch of salary cap because they're switching out. You know, they're getting rid of Adams and Bledsoe. So those guys don't necessarily have long bad contracts. They have short bad contracts, and so they get rid of those guys. They just trade it out for Jonas, and this is huge for them. Yeah, especially, you know, we've all seen the Kyle Lowry rumors with New Orleans that, you know, they want to go after him. They want to, I mean, they're in the same same kind of similar spot as Dallas, right? They have a young star. They think they can, you know, who's our, who's our Chris Paul, who's our vet that we can bring in to 
calm us down, run the offense, give us some playmaking and all of this. So it's like they just have, it's another team that's going to go after Kyle Lowry. And it's a team that like, are you shocked if New Orleans goes out and says, screw that? We know that like it's going to be hard to convince Lowry to come to New Orleans over maybe an L.A. team that's a sign and trade or even like a Dallas or something like that. We're going to have to overpay. If they go out and offer him like two for 70, it's like 35 a year. And you're like, what the crap? Like if you're Kyle Lowry, how do you turn that down at that age? Right. And but if you're New Orleans, it's like, hey, we have the money now. Let's if Lonzo's going to go elsewhere and make 20 plus million a year, let's bring in Lowry to run the offense with Ingram, Zion. Valanchunas, some of these young guys. Like, I see why they want to do it. And now I'm kind of scared, to be honest, because we yeah, love Lowry. We talked about those two guys. Steven Adams making 17. Eric Bledsoe making 18. So together, what is that? You start doing the math. I mean, that's that's like $25 million or $35 million right there that they just off off put it. And Jonas only makes $14 million next year. And he's an expiring. He was eligible for an extension. Uh, so yeah. they are really clearing up a lot of money there. That's and, what, and this, almost $20 million that they cleared up just from this trade. Yeah, and this will end up being a Plus third. going down. I mean, they, they cleared a couple million going down from 10 to 17 too. Yeah, so this will this will probably end up being a third uh, a three-team deal, right? Like Because what we were saying a while ago that it can't be, you know, this trade can't happen officially until the new year. So what they're probably going to yeah. do is between Which now and the new year. Which starts on Monday. <laughs> Yeah, what they're going to do between now and the new year is probably loop in a third team to take on Eric Bledsoe if it comes a, you know, a three-team deal and we might see some other stuff looped in there too, some smaller contracts, what, you know, who's taking Bledsoe for what cost and so in a way there might be some, you know, more cap stuff from New Orleans, but would you want to take Bledsoe? No. But, and you know, that that's the thing too is like I've seen a small, small portion of, of just some fans. I wasn't on Twitter a ton today, but after the trade went down, I like just seeing initial reactions with people. And I've seen a, a small portion of Mavs fan base, just a few people here and there. It's like, why well, can't Dallas jump in and do a deal like this? Yes, we we just don't have the, the, the ammo and the assets to, to – like, we didn't have a 10th overall pick. Like, you weren't taking on Eric. To get what? What would you what would the map what would Mavs fans want? Do they but, want Steven Adams? Do they want Eric Bledsoe? But that's the Jonas? thing. It's like you're not getting the 10th overall pick just for taking Eric Bledsoe on. Like that that's not the case. Like it's not like you're not going you're to You're moving just, up seven spots. <laughs> yeah, so and like Dallas, it's not like Dallas was sitting there at 15 or 16 or 18 or whatever it is to even do something like that and they weren't just going to give the pick away. Like they're still going to have a pick that's seven spots down. They weren't just going to give it away to shed off a contract. And then you can have that bigger conversation too if you even think Dallas should be in that camp of saying, "Yeah, we'll take on Bledsoe or Adams whoever and give us another draft pick, give us another young guy." They want some vets right now. So, I yeah. Anyway. So, but you mentioned it earlier. This does have Kyle Lowry implications because the Pelicans have been connected to Kyle Lowry. There's been some rumors. The Miami Herald came out with a rumor today that the Heat, the New Orleans Pelicans, Dallas, the Knicks, and Philadelphia, and the Lakers are all believed to have interest in Kyle Lowry. Lakers? And no way. Lowry would have interest in each of those teams at the right dollar amount, according to a source briefed on his plans. A return to Toronto is considered much less likely, according to a source. Again, that's from the Miami Herald. So uh, Pelicans are in there, right? They're the yeah. worst team in there, but they are in there. Right? And that means they have to overpay. They'd have to overpay. Now they have the money to overpay. But this also has implications for Lonzo. 
Because they can't bring back Lonzo if they're going to go do this Kyle Lowry thing. Very true. And I think it's, you know, insurance for Lonzo. If Lonzo goes elsewhere and says, hey. No, you're taking a step forward, right? Like, Well, I meant like insurance in a way of like you would prefer Lowry, but like you you have some like time with Lonzo. Like if Lowry signs day one for two for 60 or whatever it is, then you just let Lonzo walk and say, all right, go do your thing. Or you try to work out a sign and trade with wherever he goes. But where it gets tricky is if Lowry says, hey, you know, I'm going to take a few days. I'm going to take three, four or five days. And Lonzo goes out night one and signs a big offer sheet with Chicago, whoever it is. Then the clock's ticking for him. And then they're in that weird spot waiting on Lowry. But do they match Lonzo? Because they match Lonzo, they're not going to get Lowry. All of that. You know, that's David Griffin's like worst nightmare of that. So. We'll see. I guess I think his worst nightmare is having to work at, at NBA TV again. <laughs> He's uh, had some questionable decisions there, but <laughs> he may be back working at NBA TV again. <laughs> Who knows? But I, I'm I'm just excited. This it kicked off this week, right? It kicked yeah, off it draft season. These next few days, it's like we read all the same stuff that you read. You know, listeners read of the season how active it seems like it will be. Will will something happen every day now leading up to the draft? You guys are listening to us on Tuesday. Some a Woj bomb might have already dropped. Can Dallas hop in there somehow? Will Dallas try to do that? Will they try to grab a pick, a second rounder, first rounder? We talked about the other day something to watch out for Dallas that could be a precursor. What's their Kyle Lowry precursor move? Right? I think a lot of people right now are sitting there saying, "All right, New Orleans is clearing up the Lowry space." Right? What if Dallas goes out in the next two days and sheds a you know contract and they, they trade a Dwight or a Maxi, whoever it is, and get a second round pick? And you're like, oh, okay. Like now they've cleared up even more cap space. This is their precursor to Chase Kyle Lowry, whoever it is. So I think we might see some shuffle. I'm not saying Dallas, but we could see some teams make some deals like that heading into Thursday that gives us an indication of where they're going. I sure hope so. I sure hope so. That'd be great. I would, I would appreciate that. That would be fun. Uh, we are going to talk about Nico uh, Harrison was on the ticket with our guy Jake Kemp, and he had a couple of interesting things to say. We'll, sh- we'll share a clip from that. Uh, but Nico Harrison, something else he said was they asked him about the difference between his job at Nike and his job now. What's, what's the difference between your day-to-day? And he said, at Nike, I was in Zoom meetings for nine hours a day. And my time wasn't really my own. I was just meetings and meetings and meetings. He said, now I'm on the phone for 14 hours a day talking to different people. Uh, That's a lot of talking. That's a lot of stuff going on. And I'm hoping that he's having some of these conversations with people and and getting in there. I hope the Mavs don't just like sit back because there's been a couple of times they've said, we're cool with the team that we have, but if the right deal comes up, then we'll, we'll make something, make a move or something. Yeah, I know I know the clip that we're going to share in the, the third segment that I've seen making this rounds a little bit today, but another smaller quote that he said today in talking with Jake and the guys at the ticket was, he said, you know, I've had these, like, they asked basically who you've been talking to in some sense. And he's like, well, it's the same people, it's just different conversations. And he's like, I've been, I've been talking to these people, these general managers and presidents and uh, agents and all these people for 19 years. He's like, now they're just different conversations. And I just imagine like what those conversations are like. I'm like, yeah, bro, we've, we've talked for years. So you want to talk trades now? Like, and cause he was joking. <laughs> no, it's not hypothetical anymore. Well, he was joking too of saying, he's like, yeah, I don't want to get fined my first, you know, my first month on the job week on the well, job. They asked him about Kawhi Leonard straight up. Just straight, and he's like, yeah. Just uh, straight up. And he's like, 
some of these things, you know, he didn't have any parameters before. He could talk about any of that before when he worked for Nike. Now he's like learning the ropes and rules of these. There's new parameters and all these relationships that he's had. Coming up, let's get into that conversation with uh, with Nico on the ticket. We'll play that clip. Is Haralba Balgaris still in the front office? That he may not be. We'll talk about that coming up. But before we do, let me tell you about BetOnline. BetOnline.ag is the fastest and easiest way to put down some money on sports. You go to their website. Great pick of Shohei Otani. If you want to put down some money on him and the Angels, go ahead. Go ahead. He's doing some stuff, man. Oh, he's awesome. <laughs> if you want to put down some money on the Rangers, you have you have some problems. Maybe seek help. Maybe uh, call a hotline, something. But there is a bunch of stuff right now. Olympics. There's so many different Olympic odds right now. Slovenia in their next game, a 21-point favorite over Japan. <laughs> wow. 21-point favorite. A minus two, uh, a minus 2,500 to win the game. That's the money line on it. Uh, in comparison, uh, USA is favored by 41.5 over Iran or Iran. That's wild. Nobody else is more than 10. Uh, France is a 10 point favor over Czech Republic. But if you feel good on one of those, on one of those odds, go ahead, go to bet online, use the promo code lockdown, get a 50% welcome bonus to first deposit bet online, your online sportsbook experts. All right, Isaac Harris, let's get into some more about this. Uh, some rumors. We got some rumors out there and there's a couple more things. We mentioned the Miami Herald rumor again, mentioning the Mavericks with Kyle Lowry, but this one also said that Kyle Lowry would also be interested in any of those teams at the right dollar amount, uh, which I found pretty interesting. Uh, so our, our Kyle Lowry pipe dream is still open and, and still available there. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I, I think especially if you, I mean, if you have a team like Dallas, New Orleans, it comes in saying, Hey, we'll give you 30 to 35 a year. And you know, the most he can get for like LA is like 20 in a sign and trade. What, you know, what is it worth 15 million to go somewhere else you might not like anyway yeah. uh, a couple other the mavericks are interested in marvin bagley i saw that from a, Who said a, that? a media person i'll just say a media person uh so uh, that one's that one's kind of interesting also there's sure. hey I, I i do want to say if they took a flyer on bagley and got him for super cheap i'm down swing for it i think yep. somebody needs to swing for bagley because i I was a believer in him going to the draft. I still think he could be something in the league. So I would swing for it. It just turned out that something. And with Luca, that'd be fun. Just turned out that something was Dwight Powell, but nobody called that before the draft, right? You think if somebody told him that he would be Dwight Powell if he worked, it would be like Nick Batum for Giannis? (laughs) He's got to put the work in, though. Uh, Yeah, Marvin Bagley has a flyer, 100%. The other ones, there's a couple other random ones I want to get your thoughts on. There's yeah. been there's been one that the uh, that the Raptors turned down Ooh. a Fred Van Vliet, OG Ananobi, and a first trade for Ben Simmons. The Raptors turned that down. That was going well, all yeah. over Reddit and everything. What what is Daryl Morey thinking? That the, the Raptors would want to get off Van Vliet and OG and a first for Simmons. Yeah, I ain't giving that up for Ben Simmons. Ben Simmons value is low, huh? So, I mean, like, I freaking love OG and to get in Van Vliet and a first. Like, come on. Like, we're talking about Not Ben Simmons. It. I think my son could shoot better than Ben Simmons right now. <laughs> that was from Matt Babcock. Uh, the other one is that OKC offered SGA and six. That's spicy. For Cade Cunningham. 
See, there's a framework right there that it's probably going to heat up closer to Thursday. It, that's that's it, the foundation of it. A couple more first, and that that gets me thinking if I'm deep. SGA six and another first. Yeah. Do we know Cade Cunningham's going to be better than SGA? Oh, I think so. Yeah. We know this a hundred percent. I think so. Because every time I hear somebody talk, draft person talk about Cade Cunningham, they're like, "Oh yeah, he's the best player in this draft." But he's no Lon. He's no Zion. He's no Anthony Davis. He's no this. Like, do we well, know? Like, Shane Gilgis Alexander is a good, great, like. I know, but like, what, right yeah, now. like what, what's what's SGA's ceiling though? Like, is is SGA a multiple time All Star? I don't know. Is he? Like, I I, I love SGA, but it's like, probably too hard to tell because of just how like the the team was terrible last year, but then they were good the year before. He was really good last year when they were good. Yeah. I think that's a foundation though. It gets me thinking if I'm if I'm Detroit, especially if there's another first in there. Shout out to Ryland Styles, who's probably listening right now. Like like try, like really. Is he mad in at favor you. of this? Ooh, that's a good question. I haven't listened to his show yet. Uh, go check out go check out Locked On Thunder. I need to hear that. That's the last. That's the last. Poku's in the deal, and he's like, he quits. I'm out. Yeah. I'm out. And that, and for that reason, I'm, oh, that's another drop we need. For that reason, I'm out. Cade Cunningham pick and roll with Poku would be. The thing is, you want Cade and Shade together. If you just get Cade, like you're, aren't you just starting all over from where you just were with yeah. less assets? OKC likes Book Night, I think, too. I saw some Book Night stuff today, like audibly saying in an interview, I've talked a lot with OKC, went and had dinner with Presty. And <laughs> they really tried to convince me that that was a great city to live in, man. They're just, <laughs> they really tried to convince me that there is some stuff there. It is so crazy to me how far Book Night has like shot up the board. I know. When I, I, I thought he was going to be like my mid first round guy that I was going to be all about. And now he's like top 10, probably. Yeah, it. you always have a guy like that. Donovan Mitchell, OG. Yeah. There's been some guys in the past. I love Book Night. Yeah. All right. So let's get into this comment from uh, Nico Harrison. He went on the ticket with our guy, Jake Kemp. Uh, what's their show called? It's not the Musers. It's the. Oh, now I'm now I'm now I can't think of it off the top of my what? head. Okay. Their show on the ticket. I don't listen to radio anymore. I'm sorry. Love these guys. Love the segment. But I listen to their podcast. So I just followed the, the ticket podcast feed. Right. Yeah. yeah. Listen it's to just, the yeah. segments that way. Anyway, it's the ticket. <laughs> radio. <laughs> yeah. Shout out to them. But they were asking Nico Harrison about Haralabot Bulgaris. And so uh, they asked the question, you know, is he still around, basically? What's his involvement with the team? And They did not back down. I want to give them credit on that. They did not shy away. They they asked, like, four consecutive questions. And I'm like, Nico's – yeah, I was impressed that they stood their ground on asking. And you'll hear a couple of them here with this one. Listen, I can tell you that before I took the job, I didn't even know who Bob was. since then, I've read the articles, um, and I'm still trying to figure out. My, my priority right now is really getting through um, the draft and free agency, and then really after that, we'll focus on the personnel side of things. Wouldn't analytics be a critical part of you getting ready for free agency and, and the draft and things like that, though? 1,000%, One, and, and we have, we have a, a really good – James um, Brocada is really solid in analytics. He's been he's been great, and I talk to him probably twenty times a day. So you don't talk to Haralaba? I'm sorry. Are you indicating then that you don't talk to Haralaba? He's not part of your work that you're doing, getting ready for free agency in the draft. 
No, the the thing is, is like I'm I I really I understand how much chaos he's caused, and so I'm really I'm really don't even want to get into it about him. Um, I really just focus on the people that are here and 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 who we're working with. Um, and again, for me, every, the priority is the draft, free agency, and then that's really after that's when I'll really dial into um, what the what the staff looks like. Okay, so I'm sorry to belabor this point but so you say i'm focusing on people who are here and i'm working with are we then to gather that you are not he is not there and you are not working with him he's physically not here he's physically not here title your sex <laughs> the he, they didn't. He, they did not back down from those questions. They went in on it, and I love hearing the. There's the you know like the front office and the people getting asked the questions, the subject of an interview, and then us, the you know the media that kind of ask these questions and we think about this stuff, and to hear them reading into his comments in in real time was hilarious and great to me because he's like, yeah, you know, I don't, uh, you know, I don't talk to him, blah, blah, blah. And they're like, okay, so in that sentence, you basically said that he's not around and you don't talk to him in your prep, but you are talking to this analytics guy. So what does that mean? Like they're trying to read into his stuff in real time. Uh, what did you take away from this? I mean, the, the one that I was, I, that I thought was hilarious was that he didn't know who Bob Valgaris was before taking the job. I thought that was just kind of interesting seeing as though he was around the Mavericks at least uh, and hadn't heard about this. Uh, but yeah, what did you take away from this? Oh, for me, it was the chaos quote. Oh, for sure. That that one made me audibly laugh. I was like, oh, Nico, Nico, he really went there. The the chaos quote is this, and if somebody, like, got glazed over during that interview, the the chaos quote is when asked about his interaction with Haralba Valgaris and why he isn't in, or why he isn't talking to him or why there hasn't been any contact. I understand how much chaos he's caused. And so I don't really want to get into it about him. I want to focus on the people here. Right. So like, there's so many things that in that there's, he caused chaos. He yeah. knows that he caused chaos. That he, from the articles, to it too. And I'm sure he's doesn't now, sound like it's total, uh, working there no it's not total bs at this point and then he said i want to focus on the people here specifically mentioned james brocato by name who has been the mavericks you know head Direct, of analytics for, director for a of long analytics time. right yeah and so he said i want to he focus was at on the, the presser here. by the way too james was yeah and so now now it's like okay well is is bob not there also <laughs> if we have nico on the podcast the thing i want to ask him is why should should we care about this Bob Volgaris thinks so much. Like he's been asked this question so many times now mm-hmm. in these interviews he's done. Interview. Should we care about it? Does it matter? Um, yeah, yeah, it should. It still should matter. I think it does, especially you know with Cato's reporting when it when it involves your star franchise player and Luca. That's when it took a different level. Like if it and was basically like removed your head coach in front office, possibly like that yeah, was probably well, a, a force with that and. and if this was just a, you know, behind the scenes reporting, you know, he had in, more influence on Carlisle and decision making and trade stuff. Like that's one thing. And then that's just like he said, she said type of stuff. But when it included Luca and there's actual things of, in stories of him yelling at him on the court, like you who runs the team. Bob or you? He yeah, said like that you to can't his head deny coach. that. Like there is no, there, you can't deny. So once it involves Luca, that took it to the next level with the fan base of, 
protecting your son, right? Like, whoa, like you, that's that's our guy. That's that's Luca. Let's not so that's where it took the next level. So that's why, yeah, it does matter now. And to hear him say that. Now we're all analyzing every answer they say, right? I mean, I just sent you a clip the other day. Mark Cuban was on the ticket. <laughs> and Cuban We says, do this on the podcast and we do this off the podcast, which I'm sure all of you guys are doing too. Yeah. And it's like Cuban was on the ticket. He was asked about him. He talked about the role of analytics. That was a great conversation too. But he was asked about Haralabot and he says, in that he said Haralba, you know, he is not talking for the Mavericks. He, you know, like people that gets us. And so it was one of those things too. I'm like, all right, well, does that mean he's still there? He's still there or what, what is it? So there's just still a big cloud around this and that's going, going to stay. It's not going anywhere. I mean, I think they're probably going to hope that once free agency dies down, we have a month and a half or so, and then like media day happens that the hype will be. That's a false hope. It's a false hope. But what if they go out and they get a Kawhi or Kyle Lowry or something like that and make these huge moves. And then all the stories are about that and Jason Kidd and everything. Will the media kind of forget about it? And can they no. just gloss over it for a while? That's, but is that the hope? You know, is that the plan? Is that the hope of that? So we'll see. I, I don't think it's going anywhere. I think we'll, constantly be you know until there's some type of clarification it'll be asked i mean luke is going to be asked about it right i mean we haven't got to talk 100%. to luke yet about it, so 100 percent. callie kaplan asked luca about neek about jason kidd she was over there in tokyo and asked him about jason kidd and he wouldn't answer that so if he wouldn't even answer that like a surface level question he's not going to yeah. answer bob yet and so he's going to get those questions when he comes back for sure so they're still at this point it's just going to linger on for a while you know, it, right. it's just gonna, the and, story's just gonna linger. And for me, if the more it lingers, the more we're gonna talk about it, the more people are gonna talk about it and wanna know. The more they they dodge the question and don't answer the question, and he's not on the, you know, we don't talk about people that are on the payroll and all that kind of stuff, the more they do that, the more the more fire it gives it. Instead of just squashing it from day one saying, no, he's gone, then that would have yeah. been the end of it. And I, there was some Bill Simmons pod the other day, and he like casually dropped the line of, oh yeah, Haralo was fine, he'll be back. And it was like, well, what does that mean? Does that mean back with the Mavs or back, back on like, his feet? Like- yeah, back on his feet. Like, I don't think he was ever off his feet. He's doing just fine Yeah, in, in Greece. But so we're all in that spot. I think media's in that spot. Fans are in that spot of like, what's next for how I just had a conversation at church today uh, with somebody <laughs> about it. It's like, where is he at? Is he still at the end? I don't know. Like, I feel like I've gotten asked more about Bob Volgaris than I have about KP from family members to like, and I'm just going to start sending out a text of Zach Galifianakis from The Hangover. I'm just going to be like, hey, I'm, this is, I'm telling my kids, this is who Bob Volgaris was, okay? <laughs> this is who it is. This is who, like, so. Are you trying to say he looks like that guy? No, it's just the Vegas gambler. If no one knows what Volgaris looks like, I'm just going to tell my kids that's who it was. I'm going to send him that guy from uh, The Last Jedi where he's, it was uh, Benicio Del Toro's character. That's who I'm going to send him. <laughs> There you go. Uh, Guys, so much stuff. This week is going to be great. We're excited. There's rumors. There's all kinds of stuff. There was a trade that happened today. Guys, we'll be back. Thanks so much for listening to Lockdown Mavs. Go listen to the Ultimate Mock Draft 2021. Great stuff. Incredible mock draft. Get some sleep, Isaac Harris. Thanks so much for listening to Lockdown Mavs. So, Oh. Ah, you little turd birds. Start touching your toes. And touch each other's toes. What? What? How long was I have? Not as long as last time, but nobody was hurt. Okay.